Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our current series, Habits. In this series, we are focusing on habits that we can implement into our routine that bring focus and health into our spiritual, emotional, and physical lives. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. We're in week four of this series called Habits, Intentional Choices in a Busy Life. And the reality is that we all have busy lives, uh, but we do have to make intentional choices if we want to pursue a depth of a relationship with God. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the habit of prayer. And to start off this morning, I'm going to invite my wife, Cynthia Poff, to come up. So please give her a warm welcome. So uh, Cynthia and I were talking about uh, uh, this, uh, her sharing her testimony today, and um, I, I have to tell you that, that Cynthia is the person who um, taught me how to pray out loud. Maybe you um, called my hand on praying out loud because when we started to date, she said, uh, we, we can't go out unless you'll pray for our date. And uh, I had never prayed out loud with anybody, and um, I was a little freaked out by that. And I think my, my first prayer was something like this. Uh, Thank you, God, for today. Amen. <laughs> but I got to go out with her. And I learned to pray. So anyway, Cynthia, thanks for coming up and sharing with us today. So, uh, you know, we're going to look at this habit of prayer. Can you tell us what your pattern of prayer looks like? Sure. Um, I love to set a regular time and a regular place. So I have a place in our... Um, living room, a place out on our porch um, where I just really sit with my Bible and a prayer journal. I'm a teacher, so I love any kind of colored pen or marker. I cannot get enough of them. It's an issue. So um, I love to just uh, find a place where I can be with the Lord away from distraction. I put my phone in a drawer in another room because otherwise I'm so tempted, just and just so tempted. So um, I often will find my phone in drawers around the house because I put it there so that I won't uh, be distracted by it. I'm a visual learner, so I write my prayers out. I love to make lists. Um, I love to write, write to God. Um, and I usually start with confession and thanksgiving. I don't want it to be like a list for Santa. I don't want to rush in with things that I want to see happen or have happen. So um, I really start with some confession. I want to clear the way for the Lord to speak um, and move in my life. And then Thanksgiving, and there's so much to be grateful for, thankful for. Then I have um, kind of three, three types of requests. Those requests are for people, they're for places, and they're for social injustices. I'm a teacher, I'm a social studies teacher, so those are on my heart and on my mind. Um, and I just, I know that the Lord, I can't fix big situations, but my God can. Yeah. And yeah. so um, oftentimes he will lead me how to pray for people I know nothing about or for a place on the map I know nothing about. And it's so exciting because I'll get done and I'll, I'll go for a map. Like, where is that? Where is that God? Where were we today? Um, and my last, the last part that I uh, make time for is a time of listening. 
Um, I don't want to rush in and rush out. And when I'm listening, I really just make sure it's quiet. Sometimes I don't hear anything, but I will tell you that sometimes it is just, the, just such a blast what the Lord will, will give, give to me. Uh, a scripture will come to mind um, that will bring laughter or sadness or just joy, you know, right what I need. Um, he might lay somebody on my heart that really needs me to visit or to call. Um, but that listening part is just... Um, it's very tender, and it's, it's so important. Because like Sherry said, you know, we can hear from God. Yeah. God's very active. It's a two-way conversation. And so, um, you know, make time to listen. Yeah. So, so how has God used prayer in your life? Um, wow. Uh, it's really a way that I care for others. I'm not going to bring you an apple pie I'm just not, unless it's from Costco. Um, it's not my gifting, but I can pray for you. Yeah. And that's really a way that I, that I care for others. Our son called last night. We were eating dinner, and our son called and asked us to pray, um, which is always a joy. And so we stopped what we were doing and prayed right there yeah. um, for yeah. our kids. Yeah. Prayer really renews my mind. I have a mind that's going all the time all the time, spinning, spinning, spinning. I work full time. Um, I love to, to be here at Valley Brook, but there's a lot going on in my mind, and prayer really renews my mind. It's hard to be negative when I'm talking to the Lord, and it really brings um, me to the one who can fix all the crazy, right, who can calm all the crazy. Yeah. I think prayer also brings direction. Even at the beginning of every day, there are 26 things I could write on a to-do list today, and I might be able to do four in reality. So, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to be about today? Okay. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, we just sang uh, the peace of Christ. And, you know, Jesus brings peace. Prayer brings peace. I, I want to share this verse with you. It's John 14, 27, and it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't be troubled or afraid. But if you look at that first piece of Scripture, it says, Peace I leave with you. He's not sprinkling it. He's not, you know, ring and run. He's leaving it with us. It's on us. He leaves it with us. It's just how good he is. But we really need to go to him, right? We need to go to him to receive it. So I love that. So prayer probably just brings peace. Yeah, yeah. So how has prayer helped you get closer to God? Um, I love Isaiah 62, 4 through 5. Um, it says, You shall be called Hephzibah, for the Lord delights in you. And as the bridegroom bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I have gotten to go to a lot of weddings with you. Mm -hmm. We have been to a lot of different weddings. Yeah. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's just, it's a blessing. It really is. It's so fun. There's so many different kinds of weddings these days, right? So it's so fun and such an honor. But while people are looking for the bride to appear, I'm always looking for the groom. I always want to see the look on the groom's face when the bride appears because it's just always the look of delight. It just always touches me. I, it makes me just smile, always. And um, that's how God gets when we connect with him. 
He delights in it. And so the verse, um, Isaiah 62, 4 through 5, leads me to believe wholeheartedly. I know that God just longs to connect with each one of us. So prayer really helps me connect to that's, God. That's good. Um, I just, Dave Bur- Burgess, who used to go to Valley Brook, um, he moved to Iowa. But when we would pray together during prayer time, he would call God Daddy. Yeah. And it just took me, like, I always paid notice to that because it was so personal. You know, Daddy, can you please, you know, be over this family? And I just was so, so touched by that. It never I always perked up when, yeah. I, when I heard that. Yeah. And so I think when we pray, we get to know more of God's heart, right? Yeah. Um, that he leads us to pray for people and issues. And he gives us um, very specific and grace-filled direction. Yeah. So regarding people, how's, how has prayer helped you get closer to people? I think prayer is super relational. Yeah. Even though I may be by my you know, by myself in my living room praying, I think when I have a strong prayer life, I have healthier relationships with others. Because I'm not caught up in all the insecurity, right? When I'm with people, I'm with them. I'm not worried about what are they thinking about, or or, or, did I offend her, did I say the right thing, oh my gosh. I'm not worried about any of that, because when I'm with my father, he says that I'm secure and I'm treasured. And so I walk out of that time to be able to be with other people secure. Um, I think God energizes my heart. He gives me my portion. It says in Lamentations that he's faithful every morning and he gives us our portion. So he really energizes my heart and he brings that peace and security. I think connecting with with God um, takes the focus off of me. I can get circled around myself really quickly. Doesn't take long. So when, oh, look at you nodding your head. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. I was saying, I agree that I can <laughs> do the same thing. He was agreeing in the spirit. He was agreeing in the spirit up here that I can get caught up in myself uh, real quickly. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. We all know it. We yeah. know it, right? So, um, but that really, it takes the focus off of me and puts the focus on God and others. Listen, in Luke 5, there's such a great story of some friends who have, uh, some men who have a friend who's paralyzed, and they need to get him to Jesus for healing, and they're desperate. They're desperate for their friend to be healed. So much so, they're so, it's so crowded that they go up on the roof, and they cut a hole in the roof, and they lower their friend down, and he lands right in front of Jesus for healing. And Jesus heals him. And I can't imagine the work it must have taken to get through the crowds and to get on a roof and to cut a hole. I can't imagine that and their desperation and their knowing that God can heal. And that's the kind of people I want to hang out with. And that's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah. Right? So I think it's really, really, it's super relational. Yeah, it is. It is. So, Oh, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. So about people being relational, we pray every Sunday up here in front of church yeah. because we believe, we believe that God answers prayer. Scripture says over and over that he hears our prayer and he answers our prayer. So the prayer team is up here, and I just want to encourage you, come up for prayer. Mm-hmm. Let, us, let us pray with you and carry you to the Father.
<laughs> so what would you tell folks here about uh, if they want to be more engaged in prayer, what would be your advice? I have so many things to say, you know. Um, I Make it a habit. You know, we're talking about habits. Uh, use this book. It's yeah. got prayer places to write prayer requests right in it. You know, make it a habit. You don't have to know a lot of fancy words. You don't have to know, you know, um, Isaiah 64, Isaiah 62. You just have to talk to the Father. You don't have to know a lot of fancy words. It's just a conversation. Um, I would also say we've got cards out in the lobby. If you're not sure how to pray for countries or places or people um, who are you know, ministering for social justice and love. Um, we've got cards out in the lobby. Nehemiah House Fuse has a card out in the lobby. Take a card. Yeah. Pray over these. You know, it, it literally lists prayer requests mm -hmm. right on the front of these cards. It's a great way to pray. And then, you know what? Pray over each other in your home. Pray over your home. Every morning before I leave work, the sweet man prays for me. He lays his hands on me and he prays for me before I leave every day. And it, it, it really, um, he covers me in prayer. And I so love that. And it's just, honestly, it is um, a blessing. He is a prayer warrior. He sits in that chair every morning. I watch him. Our kids have watched him pray every morning for the church and for people and for places and for social injustice. And um, for his family, and so I'm so grateful to be married to you. I'm so thankful for all your prayers, and I'm so thankful, we're so thankful yeah. for all of your prayers. Yeah. So I'm going to pray over you right now. Awesome. Would you join me in prayer? Mm -hmm. Father, I, I thank you for Cynthia. Lord, I, I pray that you would increase her prayer time, increase her ability to connect with you and to pray for others, and, and Lord, I, I pray that for everybody in here, that, that you would increase our connection with you through prayer, and that you would uh, give us uh, signs of your presence through those prayers. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. Please show her your appreciation. So you know where we're going today. We're talking about prayer. And, uh, uh, you know, I want to share with you a story that Justin Early shares about his own prayer life. Uh, you know, he's uh, one of the books, one of the authors of one of the books that we read as we were preparing for this study. And, and Justin Early is a corporate lawyer. And he says, when people ask him what he does for a living, he says this, I change things with words. I change things with words. Now, invariably, somebody says, what do you mean? And this is what he says. He goes, you know, when two companies have a deal they want to make, suppose one of them wants to buy the other, we turn that hope into a concrete reality with words. We move negotiations by choosing the most convincing words. We minimize risk by making sure a contract has all the right words. And at the closing of the deal, we make sure a, a, a contract has all the right words. And when we can sign that, those closing papers and seal the deal, we get to say out loud, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations, your deal is closed. Then he goes on and he says, if you think about it, it's amazing. One moment there was no merger and the next there is. Simply because of words. Words create new realities. Small words have enormous impact. And then he goes on and he says, 
Understanding the power of small words is central to understanding the significance of daily prayer. We all desire to somehow shape our chaotic days into lives with meaning. That begins with punctuating our days with words, the words of prayer. And then he concludes and says, I believe in the power of words, and especially words of prayer to shape the prayers that we want to pray in this world. So listen, words change things. Prayer changes things. Prayers are not empty words spoken in the air. Prayers are the most important conversations of each day with the sovereign God of the universe. So this morning, I want to share with you four things about prayer. And and the first one's going to seem basic, but the reality is we all need to to remind ourselves of this basic. Prayer is connecting with God. Prayer is connecting with God. One day, Jesus was asked by his disciples how to pray. We, We read this in the Gospel of Luke and in Matthew. In Luke, it says this, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And then Jesus gives them what to say. We call that prayer the Lord's Prayer. Jesus was making it crystal clear that every single person can connect directly with God. Every individual has access to the creator of the universe. In fact, when you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see time and time again, Jesus encourages people to pray. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to summarize some of the things he says. The first thing he says very soon on after the Lord's prayers, he says, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. Then he says, pray in private. Then he says, when you pray, don't babble on and on and on. In other words, get to the point, okay? You don't have to make a show of it. Then he he gives us, obviously, the example of how to pray in the Lord's Prayer. He says, pray in faith, believing that I'm going to answer those prayers. Then he says, pray that you will not be tempted. He says, pray for people to be healed. Pray for people to be delivered from, uh, from oppression. He says, reconcile with others before you pray. He says, pray and never give up. And pray for others. I give you all that because I want you to get it. Jesus is saying that we need to connect with God. Not, not only does he tell his followers to pray, he models prayer also. And he goes one step further. In the Lord's Prayer, he's basically giving us a tutorial on how to pray. The the tutorial lesson is the Lord's Prayer, and he says, this is how we connect with God. And, And in that connection, he gives basically a pattern of prayer. We're going to put it up on the screen. It's can be uh seen in the the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. A stands for adoration, C stands for confession. T stands for thanksgiving. S is supplication. In other words, making your prayer requests known to God. It's a pattern of prayer. Now, Cynthia's pattern of prayer is different. You know, here's the deal. You may say, well, I don't like that pattern. I would say, that's fine. What's your pattern of prayer? And if you tell me you have no pattern of prayer, I'm going to tell you, I like my pattern better than your pattern, okay? Um, it's, It's just a tool, a tool to help you pray, to help form your prayers, to help you connect with God. And so I would encourage you, 
uh, to spend some time reading the Bible so you let God speak to you. And then you follow this pattern of prayer, all right, and speak to God about what you've heard as well as following that acronym. So that's sort of the basics of prayer about connecting with God, but, but let's go deeper because prayer is deep. Here's the next thing that I want you to know. Prayer is leaning into your calling. Prayer is leaning into your calling as a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the words of the Apostle Paul. He said this, This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. When we connect with God and seek to do what Paul is praying for us, we are leaning into our calling as Christ followers. When we pray and ask God to help us discern what is best for us to do, We're leaning into the life that God wants for us. Look, when I'm working on a message, when I'm counseling somebody, when I'm trying to problem solve with somebody, I'm I'm leaning into my calling. I'm asking God to, to give me clarity, to tell me what I should say next, what I should write next, what I should do next. I'm saying, God, show me, guide me, help me. In these prayers, I'm leaning into my calling as a follower of Christ, and I'm living a life connected with God, trying to live out my love for Him and for others. Now, I believe this. I believe every follower of Jesus Christ has a calling, okay? And I believe that calling could be separated into two parts. I believe that everybody has a general calling, uh, that is to believe in Jesus Christ, to be saved through faith, and to lean into our, our, everything that we're all called to do, like these habits. We're all called to lean into those habits. And then I believe we also have a specific calling. And that may be a calling to be a teacher. It may be a, a calling to be an author. It may be a, a calling to be a, a, a stay-home parent. It, it may be a calling to be a doctor or something else, whatever it is. But let's go back to that general calling because I believe that we all have that calling. And that means we need to be connected to God. And the way we connect is we let Him speak to us through His Word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we communicate with Him. That means we lean into that relationship and seek to grow closer to Him. Now, whenever I preach about prayer or talk about prayer, Uh, there's always something that needs to be uh, answered. And that's that whole issue of unanswered prayers. So if we can be honest with one another, uh, when we pray prayers, we know what we want the answer to be before we even pray the prayer. Um, You know, That's great if God answers our prayers the way we want him to answer it. But what if in God's sovereignty, he knows best what is for us and what is best for us is not the answer that we want? Are you willing to pray with an open mind and an open heart? Too often, I think many of us treat God like Santa Claus and our prayer like a Christmas list. 
God, I want this and this and this and this. And when we don't get what we want, we're disappointed with God. We, we say, well, I'll never pray again, or God doesn't answer prayers, or he doesn't hear me. You know, Jesus tells us to pray. He gives us a, a paradigm, a model of prayer. And he also shows himself at prayer. And maybe one of the most powerful experiences for us of Jesus' prayer is the prayer that he prays in the Garden of Gethsemane knowing that his crucifixion is imminent. He prays, God, if you will, please take this suffering from me. But not my will, your will be done. Jesus is pouring out his heart about what he wants. You know, take this suffering from me. I, I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen tomorrow. Take it from me. But, God, I trust you. I trust you. And I want your will to be done, not mine. What if we prayed with open hearts and open minds like that? What if we trusted that God knows best and we prayed even though we know how we think it should be answered, what if we trusted that God knows what's best? Look, I believe that God will answer all of our prayers. He's going to answer in one of them, uh, one of three ways. He's going to say, yes, I agree with you, I, that will be done. Or, uh, no, um, that's not the best for you, or that's not how this needs to be resolved. Or, it may be, just wait. Wait. Now, um, you know, when we grew up and mom and dad said, wait, uh, we said, oh, that means no, okay? That's not the way it is with God, okay? When God says wait, he says, trust me, trust me, not right now, but when you're ready or when the situation is ready, I will answer it. You know, the idea here is this, is that we need to understand that God answers all our prayers and we need to trust and understand that God knows what is best for us, and we need to walk in faith with him. So, what should we do when God doesn't answer our prayers? Well, Jesus tells us. He says, I want you to persist in prayer. I want you to keep praying. I want you to keep asking. I want you to keep bringing to me what is on your hearts. When we pray... We connect with God by asking him to help us live this life with him and for him. And that's, that's leaning into our calling to connect with him and, and be in prayer. So, so prayer is leaning into our calling. Here's the next thing. Prayer is partnering with God. That's right. When you and I pray, we're partnering with God. Why? Because we're opening our hearts and our minds to talk to God and to be about what he wants us to do. 19 years ago, this month, Valley Brook Community Church was started. And during that time, and even long before that, we were praying for what God wanted to do. And very soon in the, in the life of this little congregation, we were actually able to purchase land for our, first, for our future building. 
Uh, some of you may be aware of that. It was 16 acres on Route 10 in Granby. And uh, so we were able to do that. And then through the generosity of this congregation, you've always been very generous. Uh, we were able to put a lot of money into a building fund. And so it began to look like we needed to talk to architects and builders. And as we began to sit down and talk with them, one of the things that we quickly realized was half of that land that we had purchased was uh, in a floodplain. So we couldn't build anything on that. So that restricted how much we could build. And really what we wanted to build was something that would uh, allow us to do what we were currently doing, but also have room for growth. And it really began to be clear to me that we didn't have enough room on that land. And uh, I was unsettled about that. I continued to pray. And uh, um, as people would ask us, well, when are you going to build? I said, well, we're praying and we're trusting God and we're waiting. And so during that time, um, I began to pray about what God wanted us to do. And, uh, you know, I candidly, I, I went and looked at land all over town and outside of town where that, was a, that may be available. I actually talked to some landowners about swapping land or selling land and things like that. And I even asked one landowner, I said, would you mind if I go walk on your land and, and pray? He said, sure. He was a follower of Jesus. And um, so I walked on that land. And uh, candidly, I prayed that God would motivate that owner to give us that land. Well, God didn't answer that prayer. But a few years later, God motivated another man and a woman, a couple, to give us this land here. Uh, so in his sovereignty, God knew what was going on. And not only was this 80 plus acres, but it came with all these buildings on it that allowed us to convert it into a church. So what I discovered in that process is that I was partnering with God and I wasn't keeping a design on what it would look like in the outcome, but, but I was bringing my request to him and I was trusting him. The Apostle Paul writes out a prayer in the third chapter of Ephesians. And this is his prayer as he's partnering with God. This is what, how he prays. He goes, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, and I pray that out of God's glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through prayer. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul, in praying that prayer, is partnering with God to see God's will revealed in the lives of God's people. He's praying that God would strengthen them through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's praying that they would have a, a deep heart level faith. He's praying that they would live lives based in love. And he's praying for the unity of God's people to know and to experience the fullness of God's love. As we grow and mature in our faith, our prayers will also mature. And we'll begin to understand that what God wants for all of us is what's best for us. And we will begin to pray according to seeing God's will done. We will begin to partner with God through our prayers. 
There's a prayer in the Old Testament, a prayer in, in the book of 2 Chronicles. You may be familiar with it. Let me set the context, okay? King Solomon, uh, after he has dedicated the temple in Jerusalem that night, uh, God speaks to him about other things, and, and it, it's really a charge to prayer. It's not a prayer itself. But this is what God says to Solomon that night. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Do you see what God's telling us? God is telling us to pray and be connected to him. He's telling us to do the things that keep us in a right relationship with him, like being humble and being repentant. God is saying, when you pray like that, I will hear you and I will act. God is telling us, that's how we work together. That's how you partner with me if you do these things. We work in concert with God. We partner with him. The last thing I want you to understand about prayer is this. And Cynthia touched on this. Prayer is ministering to others. When we pray for or with others, we're ministering to them. When somebody asks you to pray for them, do you understand what a privilege that is? They're saying, would you take my need, my request, my concern, my pain, my hurt, whatever it is, would you take it to the creator of the universe on my behalf? Would you lift me up in prayer? Would you leverage your partnership with God for me? You're being invited into, lean into your calling. You're being invited to partner with God on the behalf of somebody else. You're being invited into ministering with them. In the book of Philippians, Paul says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Folks, those verses tell us this, that we can pray about anything and for anyone, and that we should. And when we do it, God will guard our hearts and our minds. So we need to do that. When I was in seminary years ago, I served as a chaplain at a local hospital. And one day, uh, the, the pager went off and I was called to go to a room where an elderly man had just passed away and his widow was there. I walked into the room, uh, I sat down with a woman and we began to talk and she told me about their relationship and, and how over the decades together, how much she loved him and all the wonderful things that she had done. And then she paused and through her emotion, she said, my pastor was here and my pastor just left. I asked my pastor to pray that God would bring my husband back to life and he wouldn't. Would you? thousand thoughts ran through my mind in microseconds. I'm going, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know if I, could, if I believe God can do that. But then I sensed the Holy Spirit said, say to me, listen to her and pray for what she wants. 
And so I reached out and I took her hands and we closed her eyes and we bowed her heads and I prayed. And I prayed that God would bring her husband back to life. And I prayed for God's will to be done. And I said amen and we ended the prayer and nothing had changed with her deceased husband. But I looked at her face and she had changed. Because I had listened and I had prayed. I had brought her request to God. And she knew that God heard her and she knew that God listened. And even though her husband was still deceased, she knew that God cared about her. She had been ministered to. Folks, we have the opportunity to minister to people. You know, I know people get frustrated because they feel like their prayers bounce off the feeling, ceiling. They, they feel like God doesn't hear them. They, 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 we get frustrated because, you know, we want what we want now or we wanted it yesterday. And why do we have to keep talking to God about it? I can't explain to you all of that because I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that God wants us to lean into our relationship with him and he wants to hear our prayers and he always answers them, okay? He's not always going to answer them the way that you and I want them to be, but we need to trust that he knows what's best. So we need to never give up. We need to continue to connect with him and to pray and we need to minister to others through doing that. So I want to close this message today with a time of prayer and so we're going to put some statements up on the screen for you to in a moment to to really uh, use as your prayers it's back to that pattern of prayer ACTS and you'll be able to take those phrases and you'll just be able to complete them and be able to to pray them um, and so what's going to take place first is this I recognize that um some of you might not be followers of Jesus Christ, and so this seems a little new for you. And so I'll be honest, uh, Scripture tells us that if we haven't come to faith in Jesus Christ and accepted his forgiveness for our sins, those sins create a barrier for us with God. And so what we need to do is come to faith in Jesus and accept what he's done for us. So before we jump into that prayer on the screen, I'm going to give any of you who have never told Jesus you believe in him the opportunity to do that. And then after we have that prayer, I'll just segue into those prayer statements and I'll pray them and then I'll go silent and allow you in silent prayer to finish those prayers. So let's bow our heads and pray. God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to speak to you. And we thank you that we have the opportunity to tell you that we believe in you. And so, Lord, uh, if there's anybody in here that's never told Jesus you believe in him, this is your opportunity. So very simply, just silently pray these words to God. Dear God, I believe in Jesus. Dear God, I believe that Jesus died to pay for my sins. I accept his forgiveness for my sins. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And now I want to follow him all the days of my life. So let's keep our eyes closed. Well, if you want to see the screen, you can, you can look at it. Let's just complete these phrases. Here's the first one, and I'll give you a couple of seconds to do that. Uh, Dear God, I praise you for, and you fill in the blank. Go ahead, pray that prayer. 
Here's the next one. Dear God, I confess my sins of, and you can fill in the blank. next one. Dear God, I thank you for, and you fill in the blank. Here's the final one. So just one prayer request, but dear God, please, and you can fill in the blank. pray these all in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a pattern of prayer, okay? I want to encourage you to pray daily, to connect. Look, I believe that there are certain spiritual disciplines, habits that have a cascading effect in our lives, that if we bring them into our lives and we begin to use those habits, that they will affect other parts of our spiritual lives. And prayer is one of those, okay? I believe that, that as we begin to pray and talk to God, we'll want to grow closer to Him. We'll want to read the Bible. And as we uh, grow closer to Him, we'll want to pray about what we read. And it, and it has a reciprocal effect. And I believe the more we pray for others, the more that we want to be in community with others. And so we'll seek that out. So I want to encourage you to lean into this spiritual discipline of prayer. You know, before we uh, end the service today, I just want to mention a couple of things. I do want to encourage you to connect with one another after the service in the cafe where you're having some refreshments. Talk about maybe something that you need prayer for or how God's answer to prayer and share that with somebody. And I want to encourage you to, to uh, also... Uh, we don't have growth track today, but we're going to be doing it during the month of October on Wednesday nights at 6.30. So we want to encourage you to make plans for that. And I want to encourage you to connect with the folks from the Nehemiah House and just find out more about their ministry. Now let me close with a final blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Prayer team members will be up here in a few moments, so if you want to pray with somebody, please come up and they will pray with you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.